Hey, it's Josh Sibson. And Jake Jabour. From The Meat Improv. The Meat Improv is a comedy podcast where we bring on the best comedians in the world to tell meaty stories from their lives, and then they do improv comedy with us. You don't think we're good at improv? Check out this little snippet from Jake Jabour's real life. Hey, where's all my cats? <laughs> he never knows. The Meat Improv. You can listen to it on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. That's The Meat Improv. Hey everyone, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Perlstein. Today, we've got Casey Fay, Nick Modernock, and Johnny Swartzbein, and we're talking about the LA Indie Improv Festival. But before we get to that, let's cover, you know, all the stuff. Uh, update on the review drive. Right now, we're at 56 iTunes reviews. Go and review the show on iTunes. Why? Because once we get 100 reviews, I'm going to drop the Ian Roberts episode. I recorded an episode with Ian Roberts. It's pretty great. I'm going to give it to you guys as soon as we get 100 views. Uh, and then also... Uh, uh, once we get 200 reviews, Matt Walsh episode is going online. It's going live right away as soon as we get that. I know there are like a couple thousand of listen of you listeners. I know most of you listen through iTunes. It's not a big deal. Just go write something like one sentence. Don't give me a shitty review or else I won't count that and it's mean. It hurts my heart. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, also, thanks to the Improv Obsession Heroes uh, who got special gold edition episodes of those episodes. They got the Ian Roberts and the Matt Walsh before everybody else because they donated a few bucks to keep it going. And I wanted to say thanks. Um... Also, a, f- a few new Improv Obsession heroes. Uh, special thanks to Matt Mazzani. Uh, he is a funny, talented director. There's Hunter Altman, who's got a new podcast himself called Getting Late Early. Thanks, Hunter. Thanks, Matt. You guys are Improv Obsession heroes. There's David Kantrowitz, who is the genius behi- behind Improv Art Vice. I've re-blogged a number of those, Improv Art Vice. You got to check it out. And it, that's like advice, but like with art instead of ad. It's just the best. Anyway, bias posters. Uh, I've been thinking about getting a few for my room, but I already have two improv posters and I don't want to have too many and look like a crazy person Ross Baran is an improv obsession hero Ross our our love will remain unspoken um, also, there's a bunch of non-United States improvisation obsession heroes. Edward Chalmers of Australia, Callum Ratton of also of Australia, and then Alexander Kolonk. I'm going to guess that's how that's said. Kolonk. He's from Canada. That's super cool that there are people around the world who are into improv, into improv obsession, and into helping support to spread the word for everybody. Uh, and also, oh yeah, Daniel Stern, who just said he couldn't wait to hear the Ian Roberts and Matt Walsh episode, so he donated. Uh, thank you guys so much you are all improv obsession heroes uh, also i'm sorry it took so long to thank some of you uh, anyway that's it hope you enjoy the show let's do it it's the improv session All right, hey everybody, welcome to the Improv Obsession Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Ferrellstein. Today, special guest, Nick Modernot, Casey Fay, Johnny Swartzbein. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hey. hey. You guys are all very polite on taking turns. Uh, these guys are here today to talk about the LA Indie Improv Festival, the second annual LA Indie Improv Festival. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the one sponsored by birds, I guess. Uh, all right, first first question I just got to know, why did the Improv Obsession team not make it? Uh, into That's my first question. That's really the only reason I'm here. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of talent, you know, in the indie community right now, and a lot of it is spread out to a lot of teams. So part of the scheduling was trying to get everyone that's around in, and maybe not necessarily the team that you wanted the Improv Obsession players 
Okay, well. But for the, do the people know, listeners, that you submitted a team no, with? No, I was going to surprise uh, everybody with, like, what was like, the coolest team in the world. <laughs> right. Uh, um, of, like, 40 people. Uh, right. I'll add to that corruption, mm. and uh, <laughs> the corruption was a major Corruption cost. was amazing. Uh, no, there, there's no exact science for how we pick teams, but we did go through and tried to get priority uh, to teams that we thought were uh, teams that practice or, you know, are, are real teams, people that that perform together a lot. Uh, just because I tend to find that if I do a show with people that um, I don't perform with or have plans to perform with again, uh, then I perform in a little less accountable way uh, as opposed to someone that I see uh, weekly at a practice or even at continuous shows, uh, then it's a little less likely someone's going to do something kind of uh, who gives a shit show. Uh, not that that would have happened in your case, but that uh, is certainly uh, one of the things we looked in. We also looked into uh, people that come to a lot of indie shows who support the community for putting teams together uh, and then trying to get a lot of different people in there and then some just kind of inexact signs of luck, just picking mm-hmm. <laughs> to get to the number. Yeah, like we don't know these people, but... They sound fun. That's right. <laughs> it's a good team name. That's right. All right. Well, that's that's really tough to hear, but I appreciate your honesty. Uh, you guys have crushed my dreams. Um, so uh, let's let's you go. Right, let's dreams? Go. Yeah, that, that that was my dream. Uh, you don't even know. Uh, but let's let, no. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, some uh, some of the the general facts of the show. So the LA Indian Improv Festival. This is the second time that it's happened mm-hmm. uh, last year. Huge success. Everybody was there, as far as I'm concerned. Right, yeah. Uh, what, what, let's get some general facts about the, this this. The, the festival this year. Uh, a few facts of the festival this year. There will be 157 teams performing. Shit. Um, uh, we, What's the day? Uh, this will be May 25th. Right. Uh, and it'll start at uh, 11. Uh, it'll go from 11 a.m. to midnight. Um, uh, it's going to be along Theater Row. We have four locations. The Lounge, Clubhouse. Five locations. Oh, my ribs. Five locations, four running at any time. Thank you. Uh, the Lounge, <laughs> Clubhouse, Oh, My Ribs, uh Artworks Studio A and then the Artworks Main Stage, which is like a hundred seat theater. Very cool. Uh, and so, let, like, oh, let, food trucks. We're gonna have eight, oh, and food eight, trucks. Yeah. eight food trucks eight or food something trucks. like that. Yeah. Eight food trucks. Mm-hmm. Do we know what those are? Are we just assuming? We, we do. I do not. Like okay. the, the consensus it's, of the group does. It's going to be a mix of international and American uh, hybrid hipster cuisine of some it. sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of them. I'm sure. I like <laughs> that. So any food truck. Any food right. truck. <laughs> um, uh, Farley Elliott, who's uh, one of the food critics on uh, for LA Weekly, and I think he does like LA stuff, is going to be selecting. Them. He's also he's on one of the producing teams uh, for uh, Comrades. Nice. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, who's uh, who's producing it this year? Because you guys add a little bit, right? We did. Yeah, we have five uh, stages, and so we have five uh, shows that are producing it. So it is uh, TNT, Room One Hundred One, Crash Bar, Eleventh Hour, all helped last year, and then we added the Manifesto Show, who's also helping us this year. Cool. And are they are they doing okay as a Manifesto Show? Like Jen Kruger is insanely is it, organized. Isn't she the best? And Anne Farley, it's just she's like a, yeah. I, I mean, they're they're all great, but Jen's just like a. It's just a bizarrely organized person. For me, I'm, I, as a disorganized person. Yes, they were, they were also three of the people last year who, who volunteered and helped us out a ton uh, just by just on their own, without not a part of their show. Uh, like, I think Jen stuck around, I think, the whole day. <laughs> and Dave was uh, yeah. the same kind of thing where we scheduled him for one shift and he worked two or three. So uh, it just made sense. And, and their show's been running for a while now and run a great show. So uh, as we expanded, we wanted to expand a little bit too. Super cool. Um, all right, so uh, here, here's I mean here's like another hardball question because I opened up with a very hard one at the mm-hmm. beginning. Uh, Limp Biscuit is performing at the Observatory on the same day. How are you guys <laughs> going to compete? 
Oh, boy. Um, we're not going to compete. Right. Okay. Uh, we're going out. We, so we trust out in the fact that there's enough audience for Limp Bizkit. Hold on. Is it, the original, is it the original Limp Bizkit or is it Fred Durst? Was like, is Wes Borland, right? That's the other guy. Is he, is he, like, is he also coming? Yeah. That's going to be a big factor. That, that's a detail that I don't know. Because right. I bet those guys don't get along. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the other thing to consider. Are they playing stuff off of Gold Cobra mm-hmm. or hot dog chocolate flavor. starfish and the hot dog flavor water? Or right. a significant other? Right. Are they going back in the catalog? Are yeah. they going like Fred Durst solo stuff? Right. No, nobody wants that. Yeah. It's Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Depending on the answers to those questions, <laughs> right. the festival will or will not happen. Right. <laughs> well, I'll try to get some answers, and then hopefully by the end of this, we'll figure right. out if the, mm-hmm. the improv yeah. festival is actually happening. Oddly but, enough, you can catch Shrimp Biscuit at 3.20 p.m. at the Oh My Ribs <laughs> Theater. really good. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, just operationally, I'm, a- I'm actually curious about this. How, how do you guys, uh, like, uh, fund the show? Because it seems like that would be hard to do. Also, like, you know, donations probably seem like they cover it. But, mm-hmm. yeah, how'd that happen? Uh, it's a good question. Actually, that, that's probably Thanks, one of Nick. the biggest changes from last year to this year was our, our operating costs. Uh, last year, we had uh, one of the theaters, uh, the Little Modern, sponsored us, so it was free. We had, uh, One of our three uh, theaters was free. Um, uh, uh, this year, none, uh, we don't have any sponsors, so we're paying, and we have to pay for five theaters for all all day so um uh donations covers part of that we're um uh casey diana and the rest of crash boy are doing a cage match fundraiser uh on the 18th that covers some of it um there are uh, there's a submission fee that covers some of it um uh, and then donations donations so i mean it comes from a, a lot of sources and then we just kind of hope it comes together yeah right now it's uh we paid for using Nick's money. He just upfronted money uh, <laughs> to rent the theaters. And then our whole goal is what happened last year, which was we made the the money just at shows that day and, and donations. So we assume that same thing will happen again and it won't be a problem. Yeah, so just like everything indie, uh, as soon as you walk in or out of a door, look for a bucket and <laughs> toss some money in because right, we're going to need right. it. Yeah, uh, everybody be generous, donate a lot, especially if you, you know, if you think about it, average indie show is what, like three hours? You're there for 12 hours that day. You need to donate three exactly times as much, right. four times as exactly much. Right. I know math. And just, with, with, you know, it's it's going to be a great time, so mm-hmm. I don't... I don't I don't see that being a problem. Yeah. But please, 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 please donate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so you, uh, you mentioned doing a, a cage match fundraiser, and that's uh, this Saturday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, that's not going to be up in time. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no. Well, tell us about it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it happened. It was fantastic. Um, uh, no, we do a, we do a, we do a uh, kind of under the radar fundraiser. It's our show they used to do at UCB, uh, the drug cage match, uh, and we we took it to the indie streets, uh, and we do it. And we have uh, uh, four teams trying four substances and then trying their best to do as good improv as they can. Uh, and it's always super fun, and it's kind of one of those shows you have to be there to see it. So uh, it, it helps us raise a lot of money for the festival. Uh, uh, and can you reveal what those substances will yeah, be? Yeah, I think so, sure. Um, <laughs> since this is already after it happened, <laughs> uh, then hopefully we did this. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's booze, uh, weed, uh, mushrooms, and then molly, which last year was ecstasy, but molly's a pure form of ecstasy, so we're, we want to stay safe and we're going pure this year. So, yeah. An interesting observation I had about the um, drug cage matches I've seen in the past from UCB and stuff is that booze which is the only legal substance is always the the, the scariest team it's always, it's always the shit fest <laughs> yeah, Johnny knows too well. everyone is like yeah. uh, like laughing until they realize that 
Oh, they're not getting. They're yeah. not getting. They're not in control of. Oh, Johnny has collapsed uh, onto a chair and he's bleeding onto Johnny the stage. Johnny is ruining the show. <laughs> no, no, no. That was great. That was great. That was great. I, I saw Johnny the next day at, at uh, the emergency room. I was. I don't. I forget what I was there for, but I, we we ran into each other. At the, yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a fun time. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you got to go out for that, right? Yeah. You got to. You got to go out. Hopefully, you went out. You yeah. know, it's the the drug cage match is like it's like going to a NASCAR event. It's like you. Go, you go to have the the wholesome fun of improv, but if there's a car crash, you want to be there. To see it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll say this: I think I think Casey and Crashboard do a good job of like just like really making sure that that people are like like safe about it. Like he just says, you know, like hey, don't be fucking blackout stupid drunk. Like you know, just be be buzz. That's buzz. The, the fun of that. So yeah. and then they have handlers for each team and stuff like that. But I mean, it will be a train wreck. I'm not saying it's not gonna be a train right. wreck, but <laughs> right. But it's a safe train. It's wreck. a safe train. <laughs> Guarantee each team is going to have at least like if they don't do a mono scene, they're going to have like one solid edit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I'm so excited. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so this year it's it sounds like it, things are a little bit different. You're at, you added a stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're going to be doing a little rotating. Anything else different about this year? That's um, I'll say the, uh, one difference that we're trying this year is um, we have teams that we asked. Last year it was it was totally submission based. Um, uh, this year we asked. Um, we're, we'll be having the Smokes, Ruben Starship, Elephants Gerald, um, uh, uh, Woods and Oh yeah, Zach Woods and Anthony King will be doing a tour. Uh, um, and so that that's that's going to be part of it. So um, yeah, so that'll be a difference, I think. Okay. Yeah, we extended another hour. We went thirteen hours instead of twelve to get more teams in. Um, and we actually yeah we added two stages, but only one extra one will be running the whole time. So, uh, so and a bunch more food trucks and and uh, yeah a lot more volunteers and there's other fun stuff in the schedule uh, like uh, last year we had a musical hour uh, which was really fun and this year we added we have one musical hour a second musical hour mm-hmm. a hip hop hour and then a two man hour then have like five two man teams because we had a lot of really fun two man teams that we wanted to get in but then we also had wanted to balance like you know getting as many people involved mm-hmm. in performing as possible. So we just decided to make one hour uh, smaller sets, but uh, two men team. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, one of the fun things of going through all the teams that submitted was kind of seeing the trends of teams. Like I was like, oh, this year was definitely a musical year. Like there's a hey, like last yeah, year there yeah. were two musical teams or three like that within yeah. the thing, and this year like we had so many that there was even like we turned down some musical teams. Like there's a lot. And we're like, oh wow, that's like a cool trend we learned this year. Yeah, and there's like like uh, AJ and Alex, which is a weekly coached two-man silent soundtrack yeah, team, which yeah. is uh, mm-hmm. which they're really great. So we're like, oh, we want them in. Right, just seeing different forms and stuff. It's always interesting from mm-hmm. year to year. Pretty flowers. Pretty flowers. Big year for Pretty Flowers. Big, 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 big for Desert. It feels like that Pretty Flowers always around. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Uh, it was never around like two years ago. I remember it, uh, um, like uh, when Shakedown was, started, we we were talking about forms and someone like, and I think it was called like the Daisy Chain. Like it wasn't even called the Pretty Flowers. And then I remember us being like, oh, that won't catch on. <laughs> right. and, 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 well, and then I feel like Sentimental Lady, Sentimental Lady, and then Dazariski had 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 always done it. So then it was like, yeah, it was like you know, reborn, I guess. Totally. This year too, like I guess, uh, uh, it also seems to be a, a fairly, uh, or I, I perceive it as a fairly UCB centric uh, thing. Is that true this year? Or, I mean, are you guys well, like you know you mentioned the the teams? I can tell. Uh, it, it always is kind of UCB centric, but we tried really hard this year to a- include uh, as many different like. Uh, 
school I guess you say like theater or school based yeah. as possible like uh, there was uh, like uh, IO teams we try to include just as much and then there's a lot of uh, go between where it's like indie players are you know perform at IO and perform at UCB mm-hmm. uh, Miles Workshop uh, Miles Stroth Workshop teams uh, Second City teams mm-hmm. so we Orange County you have a team from Orange, Orange County, County right I think I think the prevalence of uh, sort of like maybe UCB centric school it has to do with more with submissions than with the direction that we try to go in like if there were uh, you know totally even um, uh, submissions from all schools I think that would be more reflected in it so it's not it's not like we're like hey these have to be UCB teams at all in fact like one of the things we, we would kind of weigh in favor of teams is do they represent a different school but I do, I do think one also one of the reasons why this thing, festival, this LA Indie Improv Festival, might feel like UCB is I think um, UCB has a greater need for indie improv. Uh, IO has three stages, uh, so if you're an IO performer, uh, you can get up a ton at that theater. Uh, UCB has one stage. Um, and you can't get up at that theater. Uh, uh, so there's a lot of good teams who don't really have a place. Um, uh, some of them will go to Iowa, some of them will go to the improv space, wherever, bangs, find some other Neon Venus or something. But uh, those teams tend to run their own shows and be more indie as it is. Um, so I think that's why we get that, too. But, yeah, we like everyone. Although we did uh, we did not let in uh, any of the short-form teams that submitted. But there was certainly discussion about whether we were going to do a short-form hour. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Which I thought would have been <laughs> of course, it would have been fun. I, would love, I would love to see three different versions of Party Quirks in an hour. Right. I would love that. Yeah, that would. Yeah, I. God, now I wish you had done that. Oh <laughs> not, not because I don't just want to know how it would have gone. Yeah, and then there was like an improvised dance troupe that submitted mm-hmm. that wasn't like they described it and it wasn't comedy, but it was improv. Well, so the tough thing was they wanted like real short slots. They wanted a bunch of like two or three minute slots. Yeah. It's hard for us to figure out in our schedule. We're like, yeah, but, but yeah, uh, but yeah, we certainly. Get, I mean, we love any kind of different submissions from different group thoughts, or you oh. know, it's always cool. That's one of the things I like about running an indie, indie show is seeing a team that. I wasn't expecting to be good or not knowing anything and being like, that team was really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning more about those people. Um, so I'm always for people submitting to this kind of stuff. Yeah, hopefully next year they can uh, knock down the gates and we get a short form hour. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. An improvised yeah. dancing hour. Totally, like I would, totally. I'd mm-hmm. just be stoked to see that. Like, I don't, like, again, I don't know if it'd work, right. but I'd be just excited yeah. to see what happens. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. Short form would definitely work. That's why I didn't want it. I was like, it just kills me because it, it goes so well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, it is that easy. Yeah. Yeah. Always a crowd pleaser. Right. We want to roll the dice. Right. We want a team that's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll do extra long form next year, and it's just right. two hour long slots. It's the opposite. It's the opposite of short form. <laughs> what, well, wait. What is that? There's Johnny? no jokes. <laughs> no, there's no structure. There's no, no structure. But you still have to do world's worst. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone has to wear a referee jersey. <laughs> it's all referees. See that. I would watch that as well. Uh, amazing. Okay. So uh, and then you know what? Also here, let's. Is it? Is it we like here? Here's something I was thinking about too. Is it like weird a little bit that all of the teams producing the show? Johnny's making fun of my hand gestures. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like everybody uh, does have like a, a UCB like team member on all of them. Like it's fun because it's like an indie show, mm-hmm. but then a good portion of everybody who's producing. Right. It's. I mean, that definitely raises the question. Like, what does it mean to be indie improv? Which is always a discussion that. I find interesting around this time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely an issue. Like, like, you know, how do we, uh, you know, 
sort of like uh, attempt to represent different schools and things like that. And again, like I think the way that we would do that is through looking at the submissions and things and things like that. But no, you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think another thing. I don't. I guess I don't know TNT. Maybe they did. But for every other show, uh, when the show was started, they had no UCB performers on their team. Right. Um, uh, so uh, it's kind of the chicken or the egg. What which came first? Are these people running these shows because they're super invested in this thing and have some ability and know what is good and that's how they can put on a good show uh or are these shows good because these people you know come from ucb or that i tend to think it's more the first thing we get we start running these shows because we're super into improv we and we feel like the teams we're on aren't getting up enough so we want to make sure we can perform more and from doing that and loving this so much and performing more then we were able to do better in auditions and get on ucb and then be able to perform that way um i don't know maybe harrison was on uh, a t- uh, an improv team i think he, i think team. this is and you can correct me later harrison right. but i think he just got on McGraw. yeah he, right. he, he was on when uh, right. yeah. started but it, it was pretty new so it's not like uh that's certainly not a factor in our in our weighing anything in like when we started last year we were just looking for teams that have been running a show for about two years or more uh and shows that we liked to do uh because we're like oh well then if they know how to run a show this makes the day of so much easier and it, it worked it worked wonderful last year it's like all of us run shows weekly so the day of stuff is so simple we all know uh how to introduce a team we all know when to pull lights we all know how to uh, put, put a lineup together we all know just like all that stuff you don't need to teach anyone which is uh, what, what makes it run so smoothly? Yeah, and it it sounded like like you were, like you want to make a correlation between hosting an indie show and being on a UCB team. No, oh. <laughs> you're talking about that UCB school is what you're saying. Like that they came up through the UCB school rather than being on a. Uh, yeah, well, no, I, I just think that it's it's funny. It's funny. I think the word indie mm-hmm. combined with it, yeah, like I said, a bunch of people who are on. Uh, things that are you know, UCB, which is not really indie, obviously. Like no. it, it's fun. I, don't know, I just I just think yeah, about well, that. Everyone, yeah, I just wanted to hear thoughts. I everyone wanted to that, that, that <laughs> has hosted any of uh, these five shows and any show has started as indie at one mm-hmm. point, except Harrison. <laughs> there was no indie before Harrison, uh, <laughs> that's true. and he was already on a team. So yeah, that's that's. That's why. Even that's, I mean, you know, uh, we, we sort of talk, I think we have a, a certain tradition that, that we come from, but there was like Friday Night Frankenstein at, at I.O., which was kind of the similar idea and stuff like that. So, it, you know, this is even a broader tradition, that I, which I think is, is true. Yeah, um, uh, going back to that idea of like, what is indie? I was just talking about this, like, sort of a, a thought experiment, which is if indie is, you were, you were, this team was made independently of a theater, right? Like, like uh, these people decided to put themselves together independently, then... Convoy would be an indie team, even though they have a weekly slot at at UCB, right? But if you say that uh, that an indie team is a team that's not on a, a weekly schedule, then Flap Jackson does like exclusively indie shows now, and they were put together by an artistic director at UCB. So that's just an in- instance of how that label can become problematic, and I think maybe at times unhelpful. This, this, I mean, these are the exact things Socrates was thinking about back in his day. Exactly we'll right. never know. Yeah, we'll just exactly never know. Right. He didn't figure that one out. That's no. the one Socrates couldn't crack. Yeah, yeah, what, is <laughs> what is indie improv? What is indie improv? I think he said, like, how many props there are in the world, and I have no need of any of them or right. something. Something like that. <laughs> wasn't clear. Certainly wasn't yeah. clear. <laughs> but what was clear is he loved short form. <laughs> we just love had, we just love props. He loved the game props. He always would pull out a feather boa and pretend he was a flamingo. That's Socrates. So okay. So last year you guys did the show. Um, uh, what did you guys like, uh, or like maybe lessons from last year, or things that you took from it, or tried to improve upon or change for this year, if anything at all? Um, I, I remember my biggest takeaways from last year uh, were one how 
positive it was just mm-hmm. like I, I I just had such a great feeling all day long and it was like like again speaking of volunteers like we would have them for three hours and they would stay for six and people uh, were just like it just seemed so so positive and then uh, also, and hopefully this tradition continues. It ran. It was much easier than I expected. The day of all the stuff before, it was a lot of work, a lot of preparing. You know, putting emails together, scheduling all that kind of stuff. But once it ran to me, it was so it was smooth, smooth yeah. that I was like, "Wow, yeah, that's we can do that again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one thing that surprised me. The, uh, just a lesson was just like, "Wow, this works." Like I think in the back of all our heads was this: this won't work. There'll be some problem or issue or some gear. But to me, uh, you know, I, I was worried no one would show up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, like we're like, oh, noon. Oh, God, how, why are we starting at noon? No one's going to be. We, we got there at noon. Every theater was packed. Yeah. Every three stages that were packed at noon for the first show. And that was, you know, so to me, that was a, a lesson of, yeah. <laughs> uh, what about what about this year uh, are you guys excited about? Like what should, you guys, you guys mentioned there's some like musical stuff. Is there mm-hmm. like the schedule's not up first. When's that coming up? Uh, today, right should now? be up today. I think it'll it will definitely be out of the time. This right, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, um, I think Danny uh, Danny Cohen, who gets like huge props for being huge, yes. designing the website. Um, uh, I think he's putting it up today, which is uh, you know whenever this this airs. So it'll definitely be up by the time it. And it's going to be. I think it is the best improv festival website in the world. I think so. Yeah, I've seen some. I've, I've only seen three or four improv festival websites, but I, I think I like ours the best. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to add Danny Cohen on the back right now uh, via this podcast. Uh, it is the best website for any improv festival ever. Uh, nothing will possibly go wrong with it, <laughs> and everything is going to run smoothly. And if it doesn't. It's all Danny. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but stuff we're looking forward to. Um, I just put up like the shows that I'm doing on my calendar last night, and by doing that, I got really excited because I was like, "Oh, sweet! I get to do a bunch of shows on Saturday." Um, uh, and then uh, that thing that kind of sucks about festivals, but that I also love about it, is like looking at a schedule and being like, "I want to be at three of these places." Like, right. "Oh, this these two teams are performing back to back." Oh, but over here, these two teams are performing back to back. And so I'm just interested in just like really. Try, I'm going to go with the route of not planning my day yeah. at all and just seeing um, seeing how how it goes. Um, a few stuff. teams I'm excited for. I'm excited. Puzzles is one of my one of my favorite groups they're doing they'll be doing a set we mentioned alex and aj i think they just do a really cool different show uh secrets i'm looking forward to they're closing just a down bunch. the clubhouse right what's that they're the last one in the clubhouse i think so yeah mm-hmm. and then uh ranger danger and the danger ranger is like it's such a yeah, super so fun you're talking about like a, a team that performs a lot of io so like that we love you know that's a, a i really enjoy that team and and they won the uh la indie improv tournament yeah that's right so, oh, did they? Yeah, it was cool. Really? The two-man, oh, oh, no, the, the two-man tournament. Two men, right? the, the, the two-man the tournament. Two man tournament. Yeah, I crashed yeah. for it, I think. Uh, and then, and Murder Cliff won the yeah, overall. Won but they were in yeah, the finals yeah. run, but uh, oh, Ranger Danger. Yeah. They won the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're good. Yeah. They're really good. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> they didn't, good. I mean, they didn't win the, the whole right. thing. Right. But, no, they, but there's, a lot of, there's a lot of great teams. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like, I, again, a thing that I really took last year that I enjoyed unexpectedly was how great the audiences were all the way through. And I think that's... a great thing for the teams because now there's more and more and more improv shows. Uh, the audiences at a lot of these improv shows aren't as consistent as maybe uh, what they used to be. Um, uh, and so this hopefully will be uh, like a great audience for everyone. And every team can get that feeling of like, oh, that's what it feels like to play to a packed house. That's what it feels like. The, why it's worth to commit because I get that reward. That's why you know I make those choices and yeah, and, and the other thing is uh, I, I noticed uh, hosting uh, two different indie shows that there's some people that will come to TNT every week 
and like you know and and watch the show and stay to jam and i never see them at 11th hour and i'll see some people at 11th hour that i never see like if i go to jam at crash bar and then i see people at crash bar that i don't see at tnt or 11th hour ever Mm -hmm. so now it's like i like people find their one show or their two shows that they like indie shows that they like to go to and now we can kind of like piece together the community a little bit more maybe those you know those guys their schedule during the week doesn't match up but this one day like you know the community can kind of get together Mm -hmm. in that bigger sense yeah That'd be great. It's gonna I be hope fun. We can all yeah. get together in a lovely way. Uh, what do you guys? What, do you, what from the audience? What do people who are coming out like? What are, uh, uh, tips for them? Things that you want them to do? Donate. Wear sunscreen. Yes. If you're planning to walk from theater to theater, walk theater theater. Shit. Um, uh, if you, you know, I wasn't bring, expecting that. Bring some. <laughs> bring some cash for the uh, food trucks. Right. They're probably easier to do cash mm-hmm. than than uh, card, but uh, card might also work. Uh, bring cash anyways for donations. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Bring cash for donations. Right. Donate some money. Uh, and then I think just like uh, you know that idea of improv in general, just like be ready to say yes. Like just. Be right. I like say yes to the day. Go go in and check out a show you don't know. Like just see what uh, you'd be open to stuff, and and it's gonna be fun. That's something I love. I think like a, a cool challenge I would put out to audience members is just like yeah, find a team. You know, experiment, find some some new teams, and just find one and you know become a fan of that team. You know, follow them as they do all these different indie shows and stuff like that. There's so many good ones. Like you know, we'd mentioned like uh, I'd mentioned a few of them, but it's just like man, why is why doesn't this team have a following? Like why aren't like and maybe they and I think some do, but I'd love to see more of that. You know, we have uh, Motor Cliff, Private Street, like like these uh, these teams that have. I'd love to see more of that. I think there's so many teams that would reward you for uh, for going to their shows. Yeah, Sticks Martin, another good example. That's no, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Dolan, which is a, a three-man team that I just saw for the first time uh, at TNT, and they did Crash Bar recently. But they have a, I think they have an IO Main Stage show too, like a monthly or mm-hmm. uh, twice a week. But they're great. Yeah, and there's a lot of there's a lot of great teams. It, that really is the problem with the schedule. Not only putting it together, but also looking at it uh, is just being like, man, I there's three shows I would see right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that would be great. Uh, and so that's what's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, uh, fun last year. One, planning my schedule because I like to be organized <laughs> and an insane person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but then when that plan fell apart very quickly... <laughs> Because there's no way you could fit into many of the theaters at certain times, I just go to another one and be like, "Wow, I enjoyed this show a lot too. Yeah, like, totally. That was pretty cool." Totally. Yeah. Uh, and that, that was like a that was a fun experience. And I think we have a a, a phone app, right? So it'll be really easy to, to look. We're at gonna the have schedule. an app? Are you kidding? I mean, yeah. like on the schedule, you'll be able to see it on the on your phone. So. Yeah, there'll be a mobile version of the the schedule and stuff. Again, Danny Cohen. Danny Cohen. Like, this is something that none of us could fathom. Right. <laughs> this is Danny Cohen. So if it works perfectly or it fails miserably, Danny, Danny Cohen. Cohen. Yeah, 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 Danny Cohen. Honestly, blame hire that dude. Like, I can't like it's uh, not even as a like a thing you but just like this dude just like he's so good just answers so promptly yeah he's and, great and, and uh, David Kantrowitz helped mm-hmm. out with uh, right. uh, illustration design. and design mm-hmm. so uh, big ups to him totally if, you, if yeah. you ever need a show poster mm-hmm. he's the dude he's the dude he's great um, I love it alright is there anything else that I didn't cover about I'm trying to think of like the Indian Pro Festival stuff I need to cover. Do we get it? Do we do okay? Am I think that was great. Oh, yeah. Is there an app? Is there an after party this year? I remember there was one last year, but I remember being too tired to go. Yeah, I don't think there. I don't think there'll be a, a like a, a one that we put on. Uh, if people right. put something together or some, if one decides to go to a bar or something, that's totally fine. So but somebody put on an after party. Somebody throw one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell everyone about it if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, maybe we can have Danny Cohen update the app across all the theaters. Uh, great. Uh, well, and then you know what? I can't. I I guess I guess I can't really let you guys go without covering just a little bit of improv stuff. So right. like we have to do that really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What's going on with John Velvet? Let's start with uh, Nick and Casey. What's going on with John Velvet? What are you guys working on? Tell me everything. Oh, we're working on a ton of stuff, actually. We've, yeah. been, ha- we've been having practices. Uh, due to our schedules, we have to have like longer practices as opposed to two a week. So we have these three-hour practices, and recently we've been getting into these 30-minute conversations about uh, things we like and things we don't like and what makes a memorable scene and what makes a memorable mm-hmm, show mm-hmm. and are we really playing honestly and, uh, you know, just... Um, uh, a bunch of different stuff, which has been super fun. Yeah, um, I think uh, something that we're sort of talking about, it might be interesting to see if we do or don't do it on, on shows, is like kind of really experimenting a little bit with form and just trying to, you know, taking some chances in uh, um, uh, w- within our show, you know, taking bigger bigger risks as we've been doing it longer and longer. Uh, also, uh, we were talking, one thing we were practicing, and it's an interesting practice, is we were doing a, a PG practice right. where, um, uh, you know, without going to any profanity, out, without going to any you know, excessive violence and gore or, uh, or, or like overt sexuality. And that was really interesting. It was actually kind of a fun uh, restraint. Yeah, no, it didn't feel as much like a restraint as I thought it was going to be. Um, and that was just a reaction to our shows. We're like, oh, I feel like we're starting to get dirty just when we need to get specific. Uh, uh, and so now we're trying to change that up. Johnny but, would like to comment? Yeah. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> Mr. Town said he's working on a forum called The Big Bloody Cock. <laughs> Is that real? Are you kidding me? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, what's going on with Mr. Town City? You guys must be like happier in now. What's what's going on with you guys? Uh, well, uh, we're, we're working on uh, the invocation opening, and uh, we're working on working on it so we don't have to work on it anymore, and we can focus on just finding game in every scene and doing like a, a good herald. So uh, yeah, we're we're just trying to. We have a lot of uh, energy and group mind, and that's our strength. And so now. We're really working on uh, using that to our advantage in the form of the Herald as opposed to just trying to do a Herald. We're trying to do, like, our Herald. Yeah, bring, bring your guys' qualities to the Herald. Yeah, so oh, okay. it's, 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 really, it's really cool to, like, have this learning process uh, at the same time that uh, seven other people all want to do it as hard as, as you do. Uh, so I've had some indie teams that do that, but uh, but this team, Mr. Town City, has really been like gung ho and like balls to the wall. So it's been really fun. Are you still happy that you got the invocation as your guys' opening? Overjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone should do an invocation and party course. <laughs> <laughs> Glad we learned that. Okay, great. Uh, but uh, let's let's wrap it up. Uh, uh, Pearl of Wisdom, no feedback. You guys have all done this. I'm going to mm-hmm. hopefully get a new one, although I don't remember what you guys said for any of them. I wish I could have told That's you fair. to not repeat something. But I know mine's new because uh, I just I just had this recently. Start with Casey, I right? was uh, I was reading uh, Gene Wilder's, I guess, maybe autobiography. Kiss me like a stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that. So there's, some weird, there's some weird stuff in there. But anyway, one of the things <laughs> that, I, that I took from that, uh, which I've been talking to students <laughs> about, is that idea of uh, what he learned when he watched Charlie Chaplin. He says, he, I watched Charlie Chaplin do this scene uh, where he'd just coming out of prison because uh, comedies used to be dark back then, uh, and uh, and he sees this 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 father holding a little baby, the baby's holding or a kid, I guess, and the kid's holding a hot dog, uh, and so Charlie Chaplin like takes a bite out of the kid's hot dog, and then the dad turns around and he you know pretends like he he doesn't have it in his mouth, and then he, the dad turns around again, he takes another bite of the kid's hot dog, he turns around and pretends like he doesn't have his mouth, he does that a third time, uh, and the thing Gene Wilder took from that is um, when the idea is funny, you don't have you don't to, have to be funny, funny in the idea, yeah, right, when the idea is funny. 
you just have to be as honest as you can and then that's what's going to show that idea um, uh, and so that's something that I've uh, I've been talking about recently that I think is a good pearls of wisdom I latched onto that one too very mm-hmm. good I love it mm-hmm. uh, Johnny and Nick Johnny and Nick Johnny and Nick uh, they're both pointing at each other. Nobody knows. Uh, for you, something I've been talking well, to you guys about. <laughs> you know, like mine's kind of like a combo. I've been uh, getting in my head uh, as of like two weeks ago. I I was conscious of it and, and I'm getting out of it. And uh, I was just told, you know, just sometimes you have to remind yourself, like, uh, you know what you're doing on stage. You know, anyone that's taken a class or has been like actively doing any stuff, you, you're doing it because you felt that feeling you had when you had a good scene. Uh, so I guess my pluralism would be like, just chill the fuck out and trust, trust in your knowledge and trust in your training. Don't force anything. You've been in this situation before and it's gone well before. So just yeah, it's interesting because, uh, yeah, you, you learn stuff and like, yeah, especially if you're doing it for a while, you've had successful scenes, you know how to do it right for, you know, uh, and you feel pressure for this one to be better than the last yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Just chill out. <sighs> also, can I add to that? Don't tell me um, that. make, make your scenes fun. Like don't do a scene. This comes from <laughs> teaching a, a few three oh ones in a row. Uh, don't do a scene that isn't fun for you. Like you got, you got to have the most fun if you want the audience to have fun. Yeah. Like, make sure that you do choices that surprise you or make you have fun. It's very, it's very easy to get wrapped up in doing it right, especially coming up through classes. I feel like mm-hmm. that's because uh, as soon as you're like, oh, there are things that we're supposed to do, and like an approach to it that's uh, you know yeah. the UCB does have. I think that's almost uh, very, very linear in a way. That you're just like, oh, this is how you should do it. Yeah, it's uh, part of the learning. When, yeah, yeah. And when you, when you have that, it's very easy to just go like, well, I didn't think it was funny, but I was doing it because I think that was the right approach to a scene. Uh, and yeah, it's not fun for anybody. Right. Just bite the hot dog. Just bite that hot dog. Um, I just finished up a class with Bob Dassey from Dazariski, and uh, sort of an attitude he had uh, is sort of just treating this work as if we're putting on a play, Treat, really treating it like uh, we're doing, uh, you know, theater of the now. Uh, and uh, and I think some of the things he mentioned with that is just being mindful of your stage picture, um, the give and take, you know, uh, making movements uh, meaningful and honoring exits and entrances as if it was a play. If someone entered in a play, you wouldn't just talk over them, and then and then they wouldn't stand there for you know. 30 like you, uh, everyone would give them attention and uh, react to that. So that's I, I love that that attitude. And uh, reading an interview with Del Close, he kind of mentions the same thing. Like he's like, "This is theater. You know what we're doing is theater, and it, and treating it with that uh, that reverence." I really like that a lot. Yeah, uh, it's it's funny. That's almost almost the opposite of fun because I feel like that's the thing that happens in the improv is like uh, you can still have fun doing yeah treating it like theater, but like people are so excited and have fun. And I'm guilty of this 100 percent of the time because I'm just like, I want to say something. I, I love what's happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you. you you know, nine people are talking and uh, and uh, doing chicken dances. And I think uh, that's the balance too. It's just like, how do you have fun? Do you know tr- while treating the work really seriously and doing good work? You know, um, I think Sissy Sissy Fenwick would say like having committed fun, right? Like yeah. I, like that. And I, I, I like that a lot. I love it. Yeah, I did. I took a class with Craig Kakowski, and uh, that was that was one of the exercises we did fairly early in it. Uh, and I just I remember remembered like watching like wow, these scenes are all really good because people mm-hmm. are like being deliberate and patient and all this it's uh it's yeah it's a great thing so treat it like totally. theater have fun uh and trust that you know what's going on yeah everybody relax guys mm-hmm. those, are, those are three amazing pearls of wisdom if you just follow those three things yeah they're gonna <laughs> shake hands but not really they're gonna do air shaking hands <laughs> great uh if you do that you'll have great improv for forever okay great well i think that i think that just about covers it is there any last words you guys want to say or share to the the world becky feldman, becky feldman.
Hey, I hope you enjoyed that, and I will be seeing you at the LA Indie Improv Festival. Uh, find me by the food trucks. Anyway, quick plugs from me. I know this is your guys' favorite part, so here we go. 522. What is that? Why did I put it as dates? That's super complicated. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna do this on the fly. Here we go. Uh, Wednesday. May 22nd at 9.30, Sticks Martin is doing Room 101 at the Clubhouse. Show starts at 8. Be there. The lineup is sick. Thursday, May 23rd, Sticks Martin is doing the Disco Camp. We're going to be up at like 10. It's at the Complex. The show starts at 9. I think it's going to be one of their last shows for a little bit, so go check it out. Support Indie Improv. That's what we're talking about, guys. Let's do it. Uh, Friday, May 24th at 7 o'clock, Brandon and Steven at the Neon Venus. Saturday, May 25th. Sticks Martin, 740, LA Indie Improv Festival. That's what the whole show is about. We'll be in the Lounge Theater at 740. Uh, come check us out. Uh, friggin' 528, May 28th. That's a Tuesday at around 930. Distant Relatives will be at Tuesday Night Thunder at the Clubhouse. And uh, Thursday, May 30th. At 8 o'clock, Sticks Martin, beloved improv team, is doing some sketch. I wrote a sketch uh, for the Hip Hop Penguin uh, graduation show at UCBLA. Uh, it's going to be 8 o'clock. It's going to be great. Go check it out. Uh, see improvisers do sketch. As it, as it turns out, they're pretty good at that, too. It's just comedy. It's just acting. It's not that different. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that sometime. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Happy improvising. Golden age of improv. Be excellent to each other. Becky Feldman. Do you like talking about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app.